Welcome to the ICTA podcast, where we think together about unity and solidarity, or ICTA, on campus. In the ICTA podcast, we take time out to listen to students as they share their stories about what has made them feel powerful and powerless in their university journeys, and to hear their thoughts on practical steps that we can take to create more inclusive spaces at UFE. Let's learn differently together. ICTA. So welcome to ICTA, a podcast about learning differently together. My name is Victoria Surtees, and I'm UFE's internationalization specialist, and I'm your host. I'm coming to you today from the territories of the Stalo people, and I'm joined in the studio at CIVL um, by Mahek Narang, who is a current UFE student in computer science. So welcome, Mahek. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So Mahek and I have had a number of really great conversations, and today we're going to be talking to you a little bit about why computer science is so popular for students from India first. Um, but we're also going to be talking about what it's like to navigate life on your own in a new place, um, and about her incredible work as a supported learning group facilitator, um, one of the first international students actually to take on that role. So she's also going to give us some advice um, for meeting students where they're at in their learning, and, and especially in that first year of courses. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like... Um, so the reason for for me for choosing computer science was um, I was already interested in the subject. I think I was always interested in computer science, but like uh, I had no prior background or knowledge about what it is about and what other different things I'm going to learn in that. So like uh, when I was uh, in my grade 12, from there only like I had it like already decided in my mind that that is what I'm going to do after my grade 12 is over. And my father, specifically, he had a great desire that I pursue computer science from a foreign university, mm. especially in Canada. And um, I came to know about University of the Fraser Valley from one of our relatives. And then I applied and got into it. And then I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So I'm hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself and, and where you're from as well. Yeah, so... As you all know, my name, full name is Mehek Narang, and then I am specifically from Karnal, Haryana. Haryana is a district in uh, India. Haryana is a very popular state of India. My father is originally from Jalandhar, and my mother is from Ludhiana, but my entire upbringing has been done in Haryana. So for those who don't know, Haryana is one of India's 28 states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's in the north, right? In northern India. Yeah, it's northern, in northern uh, yeah. And it's known to be a financial and technological hub. Yeah. So maybe that's also, does that play a role in, in um, your desire to do computer science as well? Yeah, kind of. And like Karnal, the, the district that is present in um, Haryana, that is, has got the name of smart city. That's also something to know about that place. Oh, the smart yeah, city. Yeah, it's not that big as compared to other uh, cities like Delhi or Mumbai, but still like it's it's tiny but it's really good and so tell us a little bit about the role of computer science in India so you and I we've had some conversations about that about what it means to do computer science in India compared to other kinds of maybe engineering etc can you talk a little bit about that yeah so like uh, in India computer science is considered to be a stream in engineering itself it's actually the top 
and the one that is given most priority in India. But like here, computer science is different from engineering. If you see in UAV, University of the Fraser Valley, here engineering subjects are quite different from computer science subjects. Like computer science is a different subject, but that's not how it is in India. So like, uh, so the students after taking non-medical, so non-medical is a stream, is a stream in which students have to choose math, chemistry, and physics. So once they're done with that, they can uh, basically get admission into a college of their choice, and they can pursue in- engineering into any of those streams from there. Like they could choose mechanical, electrical, computers, information, and technology, and everything. Okay, so what you're telling me then is actually people take computer science having no background in computers. That's absolutely, that is my point. So in order to, so while students are going to take computer science, they have no prior background because they're coming from the science background. So the students from the science background, they get admission into this engineering stream and then they can pursue computer or any engineering of their own choice. And it's the top stream among all the engineering streams. Like that's why most of the students like they aim for that. Okay, so then in terms of prestige, we're thinking that computer science is really really high up there. Yeah, in terms of prestige also, and it's more the computer jobs they're paid more as compared to the other ones, and they're more appreciated or acknowledged everywhere. That's why, like specifically, parents they want their children to pursue that, and it also depends upon the children's interest itself. Well, and of course, we know too here in Canada in terms of the high demand occupations that lead to more successful permanent residency applications, computer science is quite far up the list yeah. uh, in terms of skills that may lead to jobs um, that that are on that list. That's that's truly right. And the main thing is that um, it requires a lot of technical background. And I think wherever there are technical skills, they will be you know put in priority as compared to other skills. So what? Well, how old were you when you arrived? So uh, I was 18 years old. Yeah. <sighs> 18 years old. Yeah. Had you ever traveled outside of India before? No, uh, not outside of India. So like I have uh, traveled only domestic, like only domestically to uh, a few states in India itself, but not outside. So this was my first international flight, that too alone. And that too in the COVID period where I had to change a number of flights to get here. It was not a direct flight because flight ban was going on and then a lot of things. So, But I had to come here because of my semester. My classes were offline. So I had to be here in order to just continue them. So I had to come via, I came via Maldives, mm-hmm. and then via London and then Istanbul. So I had to change three flights to come here. And it was like a four to five days journey. Wow, all by yourself as an 18-year-old? Yeah, uh, that could happen only because I could just find people who were traveling with me to the same place by the same route. So it becomes slightly easier for me because, you know, we were from the same region. So it made things easier for me. If I didn't understand something, I just followed them. And I was okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just came. Even I don't know how I came, but but I came. <laughs> well, here you are. So you stepped yeah. off the plane. So what surprised you when you first arrived? How did your life change um, once you'd arrived in Canada? I think um, la- life actually drastically changed, I would say. Because um, uh, since grade 12, like, because I was a very studious child. So I used to be in my home for most of the time studying and everything. And I have to say one thing that um, 
in india like there is a lot of things you know because students have to study a lot there are a lot of subjects so there is a lot of uh, course load there are a lot of uh, books and everything so i most of the time i used to be in my home studying and basically doing the things so i didn't get chance to explore more in india but it was a surprise because i was very sheltered very you know and very protected in my home environment and suddenly i was all alone in a in a different country not even uh, a different state or city i was in a different country and then it took me some time to adjust to the environment to the surroundings to um, there's language barriers there are cultural differences social life is different you don't have your friends your family relatives um then you are expected to be independent right away which you are not <laughs> like at least i was not when i came so those things don't come instantly at least they didn't come instantly for me it took me approximately 3 to 4 months for me to be on the track and to be adjusted but now it's pretty good i can say that <laughs> <laughs> well that's good so when you arrived i guess you had to find a job kind of right away is that right yeah exactly but like fortunately um i came here on 17th of august 2021 yeah and then i think after like 15 days i was able to find a job and that was another shock because the children never worked that much or work uh, there in india so like they have no experience of how a workplace looks like what kind of jobs or responsibilities um, you are expected to perform at a workplace so that's different so i got my first job at wendy's that was my first job and my aunt she helped me find a job but it was really um, overwhelming at that time i was pretty happy when i got the job but uh, after some time i was like why i got the job <laughs> yeah because uh, i had no experience of working in a food place at a food place and it was all different so yeah I, it took me some time to adjust but uh, then eventually it got really good That's good. So I think that's really amazing when I think about this idea that, you know, you jump on a plane at 18 to go to a country you've never been to, you've never traveled internationally, you arrive in the middle of a pandemic and within two weeks you already have a job and you're working here. What a transformation, right? Yeah, What a change. True. Yeah, I have to agree to that. That was a drastic change. And um, because like... Um, in india like i used to be really dependent on my parents for each and everything so here initially when the situations used to be like that and i didn't used to understand what to do or like how to handle something i would just talk to them for hours and they will also feel like it was it a right decision to send me there because like they will also uh, feel sad that if i'm struggling or i'm not able to understand something not feeling good so they will also get sad but eventually like i i I I saw that change in myself and I'm pretty happy about that now I can handle any kind of situation not any but most of the situations myself if I don't understand something I know how to find solutions to them or where to look up to right how to like I can handle the situations without like troubling my parents and yeah so I'm more independent now as compared to when I came here Yeah, so it was a struggle that first semester. Yeah, it was a really struggle because I came here right away. My semester started. I got a job. I was working and uh, studying f- like together for the first time because in India you just have to study. Like you're not expected to work because your parents are there to provide you with all the facilities, uh, food, uh, everything is there, right? So you don't have to worry about anything except for um studying. But here you have to do a lot of other things other than studying. 
you have to go to the job you have to make food for yourself and there are a lot of other things which you have to do so sometimes it becomes difficult to manage but ev- but eventually you get used to it and you feel more independent and it makes you feel good about yourself well it sounds like you were successful even though it was a tough time because yes. now this year you're not only taking classes but you're kind of teaching them in some ways as well right yeah so you're currently leading these supported learning groups um for first year computer science classes and that's for a class that you really excelled in right so we know that um, facilitators are hired after they're very very successful in their in taking those courses so those those groups exist here at UFE for courses that are required in students programs but are there that are very challenging where there's high failure rates so UFE hires students like you who excelled in those previous years in the exact same course to facilitate a weekly study group uh, to support students so that they're more successful. And I understand that um, you are actually one of the first international students to be asked to lead a supported learning group and that actually your groups get record attendance. So there are tons of students coming to your group sessions. So you must be doing something right. (laughs) So maybe tell us a little bit about um, what motivated you to become um, a supported learning group leader and how you're supporting students. So like tutoring has always been my passion. Like I am a really very good tutor and like I really like to teach other students. Like if I'm good at something, I would also want that others to be good at it. So I will try my level best to make them understand that as well. So that is because when I came to know about supported learning groups, I kind of had a feeling that this is that will be a perfect match because I love to do those kind of things like facilitating, explaining, helping students understand. That is what I love to do. So um, I applied. Everything went really well. And then I got hired as a facilitator for a first year computer course. That is introduction to programming mm-hmm. where students learn how to write basic programs in uh, Um, you know, the simple languages, not simple languages, but introductory computer languages like C++ or Python. And so I think maybe we've come to the sort of more challenging part of the podcast, which is to talk a little bit, maybe more in depth, some some more personal stories about um, what has made you feel powerful and what has made you feel powerless um, during your time here at UFE and as a supported learning group leader. So... What makes me feel powerful is like, um, I know that my strength is to be able to, uh, you know, just encourage students to to the best of my ability to make them know what they're capable of and how they can pursue, how they can excel in that course. I'm I think I'm a very good motivator. I would just give my best to make them understand the things and those tutoring you know, things are always in me. So that is that makes me feel f- powerful when I see a bunch of people in front of me, like they're um, being facilitated by me and I'm enough capable to answer their doubts or to help them succeed in a particular course. I feel um, really good about myself and that also builds my self-confidence because when you have a bunch of people, you are facilitating uh, that means that you have enough information or or background about that course that you are able to explain that to others as well and then you can help others to learn that as well so that makes me feel good about myself and my abilities to be a good leader a good facilitator and a good like a person who can lead a bunch of people 
and um, there are a lot of things um, that sometimes make me feel powerless for example when i came here um i had never built my resume resume before so i had no idea of how to make it what are different tools which i can use to make it look better to get a job faster there are a lot of things which matter but i had never done that before in fact most of the things which i do here i had never done that before so i used to f- depend upon other people i used to like rely upon them to help me understand those things and you know do those things for me uh, so th- those are my powerful uh, powerless situations because you know uh, i never like to rely upon other people i want me to be self dependent so that i can do the things on my own and that makes me feel good about myself so those were the powerless situations when i had to be dependent upon other people and i had to rely upon other people in order to learn something but now um, i think i'm more independent because i know the resources which i can use if i don't know how to get a particular thing done and how i can learn those learn to do, uh, do those things faster i think you know I, i i think it is really hard to navigate things when we don't know all the resources that are available when when everything is so new and and that really can make us feel um quite powerless and i remember that you shared an example with me talking about how you entered a class and and felt that the the content was starting in a place that was not really where most of the students were at in terms of their learning that it didn't provide them with foundational knowledge and how that was really um leaving a lot of gaps for you and and making you feel like you had to run after that that content um do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah sure so um that course which i did i think that was the wor- like you know my that was my worst experience for worst experience because i had never felt so helpless so it was a first year comp course and um i had just uh, ca- like i just come to canada i was new it was because i attended my first semester online in india and for my second semester i came to canada because of that flight when uh, they had uh, everything online so my first semester was online too so for my second semester i came here and uh, i had to take that course at that time and it was uh, i i don't know but i found really hard really hard to understand the stuff because um i think the expectations of the professor i could not meet them or maybe i did not have the prior knowledge or background that was necessary to succeed in that course while other students some of the students in my class they had been programming for years so like they had a better background and they were okay with it but i was feeling so helpless i always have to had to take help from my classmates but still that that was my powerless situation actually because i could not do anything i really wanted to succeed in the course to understand but i could not do it i took help from i tried taking help from other resources but seemed like nothing worked and uh, but then like i redid that course after preparing like after like after preparing a little bit after using online resources to better understand the material and i then redid the course and i passed in it with flying colors i did really well in it and i'm pretty happy about that so that course really went bad for me and i felt like i am not maybe uh, good enough to do that thing or maybe this thing is not made to be done by me i am not capable enough to understand this kind of stuff because it is new for me i had no prior background in computing but then slowly and gradually i have realized one thing that there is nothing that you cannot do if 
if you want right so i had no background in it but still i learned for one or two months and summer i tried each and every day it's just needs consistency if you're consistent with what you are doing but if you leave it then you will never be able to get it but if you keep hold of it and you know that you have to do it and you are consistent with it i don't think so that there is any power in this world that can stop you from getting that thing done and you will excel and i can give you in return because i did that course and it went very bad for me so i had to redo it so someone could say that i could not do that course really i did not do well in that course so that means uh, i don't know the stuff i'm bad at it or maybe i cannot do it but it was not like that i redid the course and i passed it with flying colors i did really well on that and um, the knowledge which i got from that course i'm using in my current courses as well and now i help my other classmates also to understand that material in a better way and they also feel like with which professor did you take that course mm. but they don't know that um more than professor it's your own because professor can just show you the way to do that like they can give you the path or way but eventually you have to put in the effort yourself no professor in the world can just make you succeed in something or excel in something they can just give you the tools you need to do something but it is upon you how you use those tools to get where you want or get to the finished product we say that's quite a powerful story and i think i can only imagine how it must have felt for someone like you who was excelling at school right who was really top of her class and doing so well and to come in and to arrive and to experience that um that must have felt yeah um very challenging and processing that and to hear you speak about how you came back from that so much stronger is really very inspiring yeah because um that incident gave me the the way to handle such kind of situations now that has given me a strategy if that had never happened i would not get the strategy to succeed in the courses now i follow that stra- strategy before every semester and that works pretty well for me so now i know how to manage everything what is the right path i need to take in order to excel or succeed in that course what are the steps i need to take so uh, i could figure them out because i failed once and then i grew up more stronger with a good strategy and stronger you know tools to think that's very important well thank you so there's there's a lot of i think um opportunities there for us at ufe as staff and as faculty to to understand your story and think about you know new ways that we could perhaps support students or be more understanding of students in different situations um but i'm going to ask you what advice do you have for faculty and staff for supporting students like you um or for creating just more inclusive spaces at at ufe uh so for me i would want that uh, faculty members should maybe try to understand uh students perceptions or their understanding more deeply so that uh, they can understand where students are actually at because our professors they're they're highly qualified they're so like well educated they have a lot of knowledge about their field but uh, students don't have even a fraction of that so sometimes um, when they will teach they will teach Uh, from their own understanding but uh, students might not be understanding much because they are not at that level they are their level could be much 
lesser than the professor's level. So sometimes I think professors should give more time to understand um, uh, where student is actually at and maybe start a little from there and then just build on that more. So, so that students don't feel overwhelmed and they feel like they're learning everything new from scratch. They don't need to worry about anything. So I think you do that a little bit in your own supported learning groups. Could you yeah. tell us a little bit about how you go about um, finding out where students are at and connecting with them where they're at? Yeah, so supported learning groups uh, is more of a collaborative environment where students um, can talk to each other. They work in groups. They take help from each other or help each other. So uh, mostly I have group work in my SLG. So what I will do is divide students into groups and then assign a particular task to each group. So um, because like I very closely observe my students and when they ask me doubts or questions, I can analyze where they're right. Like even in my SLG, I always check for understanding and that will make me understand or maybe I have something that I will understand that where student is at and what I need to do again. Because most mistake, uh, the common mistake students do is that they don't finish a topic and they would jump to the next one and then they won't understand that as well. So I would want students also uh, just don't if you don't get something right away, don't think that you cannot do it because there is nothing which you cannot do it because at one time I also was in self-doubt that I cannot actually do it. But it's not like that. Some things uh, need more practice. You need to be patient with yourself, not too harsh. Just don't try to understand everything in one go. Just give yourself enough time. Uh, just go through everything. Use the resources which are available and then do it more practice more take help from facilitators from professors and then they will be good to go i think there's a lot we can learn from that story there what i hear from you is is that um we can we can take the time right and when we check for understanding to just take more time when more time needs to be given um and that there's also this piece that's not around knowledge or content at all but rather around supporting students in in finding their strengths and finding their power um, in in building their resilience and their perseverance. Um, and I can hear how you do that in your SLG. And I think that that's, that's something that we can all learn um, yeah. from. So I really appreciate thank your you. perspective. So thank you so much. So I think uh, we've come to the end today. We've shared our stories and I think it's always really, you know, powerful to hear how students like you are carving paths for themselves and really making a difference here yeah. at UFV for us. So thank you so much for your advice um, and for your work yeah, here. I'm with honored. Students. Yeah, I'm honored to be working here. Like it has become, um, you know, an an inseparable part of my life now because it makes me feel more confident. So like. There is family and there is work, right? So my family has been super supporting always. Like they're always there for me. So they always build my confidence. But when I actually work, um, like when I actually work here, that also builds my confidence. So I think when your work and family, they both together, you know, make you feel that you're worth it and you can actually do it. You're doing really well. 
and then that will always help you grow better and better thank you and thank you to your parents too for creating such a wonderful person and sending her our way we appreciate that <laughs> so we've come to the end of our show today um, so for listeners if there are questions that have come up while you were listening to today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes do feel free to reach out to me victoria surtees that's um, Certes, S-U-R-T-E-E-S at ufv.ca. And please, if you found this show interesting or useful, do tell a friend um, or like the podcast. And uh, thank you, and let's learn differently together. ICTA is hosted by UFE's Teaching and Learning Centre and sponsored by UFE International. Music by Saint Soldier. No matter how long it takes us, no matter how much this world breaks us, May we live here in peace, live here as one from Bolivia to Greece, from India to Canada and everywhere between. Namaste to everyone I see. Namaste, I recognize that it's one. Namaste, and the suffering is done. Namaste. 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 Namaste.